Married for 12 years and a mother to twin nine-year-old boys, Patty has a background in counseling and has been a therapist for about 15 years. She currently offers her talents to Newman Ministry, where she serves campus ministers and student leaders in small groups and coaching, helping to keep students connected to and deepen their faith while in college. This is a Know His Love story. So I'm thinking of this time and um, my husband and I have been married for 12 years. This is the beginning of our relationship um, at the beginning of our marriage. Actually, our children were really young and my husband is a recovering alcoholic. And so this was a time when he was relapsing and um, we have, he's also Catholic and we have a um, really a beautiful foundation in our faith, but addiction is scary and um, relapse is scary. And, and during this time, um, I, I just felt really, I, I felt really apart from the Lord, not by choice. You know, there are definitely times in my life where I was apart from the Lord and it was my choosing, you know, it was just decisions I made, but um, my husband was really, really sick and I could not, um, I didn't know how to support him and how to help him. And actually he ended up in jail. Um, one night just after just days and days and days of, of drinking. And I just thought, how on earth is this ever going to be okay? And I felt truly alone. I mean, I was surrounded by friends and family, but I felt so lonely, even, you know, in the midst of my village, because I just knew that they did not understand what I was going through because my husband was super sick and, you know, in jail. And I, I mean, it was, it was just a weird experience of just feeling totally alone. And really, I don't know that I've ever felt alone like that in my life before. Certainly not that apart from God. Um, I could not see him in the mess. I really couldn't. And I was praying, you know, I, even though it was this, these, you know, days and weeks of just utter misery and, and just fear, really, I was praying every day still. And I was attending mass and getting to the sacraments as much as possible during that time. But I did not feel the presence of the Lord. And if I, if I look back, I, I, I know that the, obviously the enemy was really present during that time, probably had a handle, good handle on my thoughts, but it was just so scary to be alone. And it was really dark. And I had all these people praying for me and praying for him and for a marriage, but I honestly couldn't see how even God could save this. You know, I, I just thought, this is the absolute worst thing I've ever been through. There's no way that this can be redeemed. Um, I really just, I, I just couldn't see it. And um, I felt really, um, I felt punished, I guess, in a lot of ways for, um, there's a lot of shame. I, I don't, I, I felt a little bit like I deserved what I was going through. Um, 
and that, you know, maybe I had to learn something and that's why, you know, that's why God was allowing this to happen. And I mean, it was just a really dark place where I was really buying into these lies that, you know, I know now are from the pits of hell, but at the time felt very real to me. Um, I felt, yeah, just really unworthy um, of, of God's mercy. And I just thought, well, you know, this is it. This is how it's, this is, you know, this is how it's going to be. This is, this is the hand I was dealt, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a dark time. It was several months like that, but only a couple, a couple really intense weeks. And it was, it was, it was only two nights in jail, though it it felt like eternity. Um, And I mean, honestly, there was a moment when he was in jail and I was getting calls from him and he was still out of his mind, sick. And his family was calling me, my husband's family. And they were like, we have to go get him. You have to go get him. And, you know, how's he going to get out of there? And, you, you know, whatever. And I was laying, I went to my sister's. I had very, very young children at the time. And I went to my sister's to stay with her and get help. And I was laying in her bed. And I remember hearing a soft whisper from the Lord saying, just leave him and, and that he belongs to me. That's what God was saying to me. And it was so hard, but I just, that was the first time that I'd heard God's voice in months and months and months. And so I just knew I was so relieved um, to hear from God and, and to hear from God so clearly, even though it made no sense to me to leave my husband there. Um, I trusted that that was the right thing to do. And so, and I really wanted to be obedient because at that, you know, like I said, I was feeling so unworthy. So I, well, you know, was trying, I, I, I have a past of like trying to earn God's love. And so all of that was triggered and coming back and, Anyway, I I heard this whisper and so I left him and, you know, he figured out a way to pay the bond or whatever it is. And he was out in the streets of downtown by himself. And he says, you know, he was just sitting there crying and he didn't have a cell phone. He didn't have anything. And um, this Uber driver saw him and he said, you know, do you need help? And he said, yes. And can you take me home? And he said, I don't have any money, but when I get home, you know, my wife is there and she can pay you or whatever. And he said, no, no, you know, I'll take you home and I'll let you call your wife from my phone. And he did all that. And, and then my husband said that the Uber driver prayed with him the whole way home and prayed over him. And it was just, just such a beautiful gift, you know, straight from God to my husband, but to me also and to my marriage. And because when he got home, I was angry. I was so angry, but he had just been prayed over and been praying with this Uber driver. So he was so spirit filled when he got home. And that was not, I was not able to deny that, um, you know, the presence of the Lord in my husband, you know, I was able to really see Jesus in my husband when he got home, even though so, so mad. And so when he walked in the doors and he was filthy and beaten up 
and bloody. And I mean, he was just a mess. I couldn't even recognize him. It just wasn't my husband, but I just opened my arms to him and embraced him. And, you know, <laughs> I don't think that that is a story that maybe, maybe if other people are in, you know, relationships or married to addicts, they can't relate to that kind of redemption. But I really, I don't know. I think that if I hadn't felt, I now, if I hadn't felt so alone through those months and in that time and so scared that I wouldn't have been receptive to the spirit in the way that I was and able to then be receptive to my husband um, in, in his deep vulnerability and his, in his deep weakness. And, um, and I was just broken and weak at that time. And we just needed each other and we needed God. And we knew, like, we knew that neither of us could do anything just looking at each other in that moment. We just knew like, <laughs> we, this is like, so the like, super tangible evidence that we desperately need God, you know, just looking at each other and, and seeing, seeing each other in that way. And through those eyes that, and through that lens of just brokenness was a really true um, conversion experience for both of us. Definitely. I mean, we had faith. I mean, we were just going along fine. And then that deep brokenness brought us to a whole new level of dependence and surrender and trust in, in the Lord and in each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's just really freeing. Honestly, that's the, that is the, the ultimate expression. I think of God's love is that it frees you from, from free. It freed me from all of those negative, um, just negative feelings, negative thoughts, like not having, knowing that I didn't have to work to earn his love or anyone's love anymore because of the brokenness and knowing that he's in the brokenness with us and that he's not afraid of um, just anything that we do or say, or, you know, however ugly we are to him or to each other, he's just there. Um, and that has freed me to love others really well. I think um, going through that, I just breaks my heart. I mean, my heart was broken so wide open and so deeply that there's really nothing that I, I mean, I, now it's like, I totally understand what it means to walk towards suffering and walk towards trauma and how beautiful that is. And, and that, I mean, we're following a man who literally carried his own cross to his crucifixion. And that is what we're called to do. And, and I experienced that with my husband, not just like, because I was like embraced him when he got home and all that, but I mean, being, we, this is daily for us. When we wake up, we have to choose each other. He has to choose sobriety and I have to choose to love him and, and, and to love him exactly how he is as a recovering addict and know that we, I'm not promised that he's never going to relapse again. None of us are. And it, but it's freeing to live that way. I think that that is really how the Lord asks us to love is just in the present moment and to not worry about even tomorrow, but especially not even five years from now, or, you know, whatever it might be just to love my husband, my children, and whoever's in front of me 
right now. And that has been such a amazing transformative lesson for me. Um, especially, like I said, with the background that I had of, of earning and, and really just perfectionism and performance mentality is, it was challenging to be a Catholic Christian in, in that mindset. And now it's just really freeing having that experience and knowing that there's, there's nothing that I could ever do, um, to earn his love. And that, you know, the, the blood was spilt for me personally. And I, I felt that through the love that, um, I had just the restoration that I have witnessed in my husband and in our marriage. I mean, I haven't, I, I think if you, maybe, if maybe people who haven't experienced something this traumatic have, do know this already. And I think that's a gift, but for me, I didn't know that. And so it was a gift for me to walk through the brokenness, um, for sure. I would never go back and change it. I, I, which sounds crazy now even, but I really can't wait to tell my boys this, this story whenever they're the right age and they can understand some of, some of the more adult themes. But I, I think it's a, a beautiful story of just redemption and how, you know, God doesn't waste any of our tears or any of our like loneliness and sadness and the darkness that it was all, it was all redeemed. And, um, it felt, it really did feel like God was personally wrapping me in his embrace and, and that he was telling me it was going to be okay. Not just like this over-spiritualized, well, everything works out. Um, but that he had a very specific plan for my marriage and for my husband. And I've seen his faithfulness through my husband's story too. And, and that feels like deep love for me personally, just watching my husband. And, um, yeah, I, I think, I think he, you know, he, I think he was just affirming me in my desire for hope and, you know, like just really wanting things to work out and not wanting to give up and all of that. He, I think he really has affirmed that, I can just trust him and I really can. And, and I, and it was like, also, also, yeah, I can trust him, but it might be really, really bad. And that's going to be, it's going to be okay. It is, even if it's really, really bad. And I hope, I hope and pray it's not that bad. Again, I don't want that, but gosh, my husband and I say to each other all the time, like, if he can redeem that, I mean, there's nothing that he can't, that he can't do. I, I, I can't think of a worse situation really. And, and really it's been so great for me in encouraging others to, to be able to tell that story and to say, look what God did. That has really um, encouraged me in my faith life too, to be able to um, walk with others who are in, in similar struggles, but really any kind of suffering just to know what that loneliness feels like and to know what it feels like to be, to feel really apart from God. Um, but I do view others through a way different lens, far more compassionate. Um, I just, I think, oh gosh, everyone, I think I just look at people and I know that they're suffering 
they must be and that the love of God is the only thing that can can bring them peace and healing and that I want I want that for them and the that the only way to do it is really just to offer it to them and not try to fix anything and that's really what God told me when he told me that Michael belongs to him and for me not to go get him you know and so I think making space for God is huge that's a theme that has been threaded throughout my relationship with the Lord is that I have to move out of the way and make space for him. And I could have gone down and rescued him from the jail, but who knows what would have happened. He would have never, he would have never had that Uber ride with, with that um, just wonderful gentleman. And he would have, who knows? I, I don't know if I would have taken control of the situation and tried in my independent strength to fix everything. I think it would have been a mess. I know it would have been a mess actually, because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, I don't. So it's just, you know, I, okay. So I'm a therapist and I, I, so, you know, I've seen a lot of clients and um, some of it is faith-based and some, sometimes the clients I see don't have, you know, belief either in God or any kind of higher being. And, and I, I always have, I always leave the session thinking, how will they ever do this? You know, how, cause that's knowing my identity in Christ as a beloved daughter of, of the King. Again, it frees me from all of the shame and guilt and the trauma, all the, the things that people have done to me, all the things that I've done to others, it's not an excuse, but it frees me to love really well. And it frees me to accept the love of others really like in a way that I wouldn't be able to, if I was, um, burdened by those things. And, um, I think that, I think if, if I'm able to, if, if we're able to help others experience their identity in Christ, even if they don't fully understand it, you know, even like if I'm in a session with someone who maybe isn't, you know, a believer, but if they can feel heard and, and held and loved and valued and worthy, um, that is, is so freeing and that can change the path, the path, the course that they're on and the decisions that they're making. And not that it comes from me, but that, you know, it, like in the session, but that they understand that, that inherently they're worthy, you know, and um, that's just from, I, I mean, I guess that's just a mental health perspective, but from like in my personal life, that goes a long way for me is knowing that no matter the mistakes I make, especially with perfectionism. I'm, I mean, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, knowing that any of the things that I don't get perfect, which is everything, honestly, um, that I am valued and worthy and, and loved deeply and that I'm useful and valuable to others and to the world, world and to the Lord, just especially in my brokenness and in my vulnerability. Um, that's, that's another thing that's been so beautiful is 
stepping into my identity as Christ in Christ as a beloved daughter, it really requires vulnerability, deep vulnerability. And that has been, that's just changed all my relationships. You know, being vulnerable with the Lord allows me to be vulnerable with others. And I think that frees them to be more true to who they are and more receptive to love. You know, I think shame and guilt are the two worst enemies of of love really and they can really keep us from relationships with the lord a deep relationship with the lord um definitely through my children and my husband um just you know watching my husband and his recovery obviously has been really i think i mean the, the healing he's experienced through the lord has been miraculous for sure both physical healing and spiritual healing. So witnessing that and also experiencing it as his wife has been just so beautiful, but also, you know, our, our children, we, we struggled with infertility for many years and um, we experienced four miscarriages. And then I went to our parish priest and he did the anointing of the sick um, for us. And then I was pregnant with twins. So that to me was a true personal gift from God to me. Um, I, that was another time when I felt so just so unworthy. And I think women who've gone through miscarriage and infertility can relate to this, but you know, it was like, that was the one thing I was not the one thing, but that is, you know, part of my identity as a woman is to bear children. And, um, you know, we, we just, we were struggling. We couldn't do it. And, um, we had the pain of miscarriage, but then to have twins after the anointing of the sick was sort of this, it was just a surreal moment of God's just miraculous power. And, um, now every day the boys are just such a gift. I mean, there are times as a mother when I, oh my gosh, it's so hard to be a mother. And, um, I don't, you know, I never feel like I'm doing enough, um, or I worry that I'm not making the right decisions for them, or, you know, I never want to stand in the way of the Lord, um, in, in their path and his will for them and their lives. But I, but I want to make sure that I'm doing the best for them. And so it's, it's very challenging and exhausting, but then they'll do something really beautiful. Um, the other day we just, we had someone over here working on a house and we were going to go grab lunch. And my son said, Hey, let's ask him if he wants some food. It's just really sweet. Um, so caring. He just has a heart for others. And I think that's, you know, the heart God gave him. But I also think he, you know, we have a ministry where we serve um, the unhoused and the population seeking shelter. And I think that just affirmed, you know, that we are you know, leading and guiding on their path of sanctification. It affirmed me as a mother and affirmed us as parents. And those are always little gifts, I think, directly from God to me, affirming me as a wife and as a mother, watching my husband and my sons succeed and watching them grow in their relationship with the Lord is so fulfilling and gratifying for me and my vocation, like knowing that they are experiencing the presence of the Lord personally is, is 
really just that to me is a gift. Um, it's so beautiful. And, and also watching him live out compassionate lives and loving others well is something that I think God is, you know, that's important to me. And I think God knows, I, I know that God knows my heart and he knows what I need. And so witnessing my, my sons, especially growing into young men who care for others and who want to serve others has really been so beautiful. And they're only nine, but there are ways that I see it. I think I would say I truly understand how alone you are feeling. And I understand that you can't see a way out of this and that it's, it feels too, like too much and it feels too heavy and too messy and too broken and that you're tired. And I, I just truly understand all of those feelings. And so does God. And that he really wants you to bring all that to him and that there's nothing that any of us could ever do. And, and I know I, I made those decisions that have left me feeling shameful and guilty. And, um, but I, I, there's never any of us who are outside of the reach of God's mercy. And I have experienced it in my life. And even though you can't see it right now, I, I will stand in the gap for you and I'll, I'll stand in faith waiting until you do have the, the ability to, to see it and to have the hope that you don't have maybe right now. And it's okay. I mean, there are so many moments in my life where I, I didn't, I doubted if God was there, if he loved me and, and he really was all along taking care of ordering all of the steps that I, that I couldn't see. And I, I, I didn't know, but I'm thankful for the friends and the family who were, who were standing in the gap for me then. And I'll, I'll stand in the gap for you now until you can see. And when you do, it will be the most beautiful freeing moment. Um, it'll be something that you'll want to hold on to forever. You'll never want to let go of the feeling of just the purest love that that only God can offer you. The kind of love where you know it's from from your your very Creator because He knows you so well. Um, and I just I don't want to rush you through any of the feelings that you're having right now. I just want to hold the space with you because that's what Jesus does for us is he holds the space and he doesn't ever rush our suffering. And, and even though you, you want it to be over, he knows the right time. And it's not just for you, it's for your loved ones and, and for all of us that he's considering, um, you know, as he moves you through this, through this moment. Thank you.